Hey guys, welcome back to E Equals MC Paired, a podcast that crafts effective, motivated creatives seeking refuge from procrastination and mediocrity. I'm your host, Kimberly Gray, and thank you again for tuning in to yet another week. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. And if you've listened and not subscribed yet, please pause the podcast and get down to your favorite platform and... Click on that subscribe button so that you can get updates whenever we post new episodes. So guys, I want to get right into it. This has been an amazing week. So many things happening. Um, First of all, I want to do some birthday shout outs. First and foremost, my amazing, beautiful, wonderful, and strong, admirable sister-in-law, You are just an amazing woman, and I just want to say happy birthday, although you celebrated your birthday earlier this week. I just want to say happy birthday, and also to my girl, Bree, who recently moved to Dallas. I want to say happy birthday to you, too. Hope you guys just had an exceptional week. So this week also has been a week of independence. Not only did Mexico celebrate their Independence Day on the 16th, tomorrow marks Independence Day for my country, Belize. I'm so happy um, Belize became an independent country back in 1981. And we've, as small as we are a country, and as many issues like all countries have, one thing about Belizeans is when it comes down to certain things we know how to stick together and there's still this i don't know there's just this amazing togetherness that we can have when we really really put our our minds to it living in two different countries i must say that i really have a lot of things that i appreciate about being a belizean and there's just so many things that i wish was available here in the United States as it concerns camaraderie, togetherness, and just being able to understand and respect each other. And I know that's a whole tangent to go into, but you guys, happy Independence Day. And what else happened this week? Okay, I can't really think of anything else. But yeah, I just wanted to do those shoutouts, birthday shoutouts, um, the Independence Days. This week is like, I wish I was back home. I miss September celebrations back home, but you know what? Maybe next year. So I want to introduce a new segment to the podcast and it's called Good News because we are so overwhelmed on day to day about all the bad stuff. It just seems like news doesn't sound good anymore. It's like, This is happening. That's happening. And you know, that can really be stressful. That can incur so many different levels of stress on the human body and we don't even realize it. So I wanted to take it upon the podcast to deliver some good news. So this week's submission comes out of Sugarland, Texas. If you don't know, Sugarland is a suburb out of Houston. And there, a nurse adopts the baby that she took care of in the ICU. So the bond between pediatric nurse Clara Mills and her patient Jackson was instant. Jackson was actually born five weeks early via emergency C-section, weighing just three pounds, 10 ounces. He was so tiny. And Mills, who's very young, she's only 25 years old, 
She works in the neonatal intensive care unit at the hospital in Texas, and she knew that Jackson's mother was struggling. So this is a baby that she got to know mom, she got to know baby, and just really started to build this bond. And after about several weeks, Jackson was discharged. And because it happened when Mills was unfortunately off duty, she didn't have a chance to say goodbye. So Jackson's mom, knowing about the, the bond that Mills formed with them, she got in touch with her and said, you know what? I'm not going to be able to provide for my son the life that he deserves, but I know you can. And Mills worried about that. And she worried about being able to raise him as a single mom. But her own mother encouraged her to follow her heart. And soon after Mills started the adoption process, Jackson is now four months old and is all settled into his new home and is in good health and so happy with his mom. And the beautiful thing about this story that I found out was Mills is still keeping the mom, birth mom, very active in their lives. So this is just all around a beautiful and amazing story. I commend her for her act of, you know, following her heart and doing what she knew is right. And that's such a huge thing. There's not many people that would accept that offer. And I say accept that offer because I think it's a blessing to be able to care for a child. And when someone knows that you are worthy of taking care of this precious little boy, that's just an amazing, amazing compliment. So kudos to Claire Mills and good luck. And it would be great to get a follow-up on that story and see how they're doing. So that's the good news of the week, guys. And right after, I want to get into our quote of the week that definitely ties in with that message. Um, this week's quote, it comes from the Dalai Lama, who is the current Dalai Lama. He's the 14th um, in, in that position. And in 1998, he worked on a book called The Art of Happiness. And this is where this quote comes from. And it states, love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. Again, let me say that love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. Tell me if that is not the truth. I mean, when I first heard the quote, what really stuck with me is how we treat love. And I think he was very, very intentional in why he said this is because when you think of luxuries, Luxuries aren't things that we necessarily have to have. Um, most cases, we have to earn luxuries, meaning we may have to save up money to afford to have those things. And we could build up this concept of we don't deserve a luxury or we don't necessarily have to have that. Uh-uh. I mean... In order for us to thrive, not just together, because when we think of when I first think, thought of that, this quote, I'm thinking love and compassion from others. But what about the love that you give yourself? 
that is the big aha moment because how many of us withhold love and compassion for ourselves? We do it when it comes to our self-image, our self-confidence, you know, where we position ourselves in life, who we think we can or can't be around the things that we feel like we can or can't do and we all put that on this standard of do i need it do i deserve it so i think we need to really really look at this quote and understand that it's not fair to hold love and compassion away from people it's not fair to hold it away from yourself because when you hold it from people you're doing yourself a disjustice and when you're holding it from yourself, you're doubling that injustice. So we have to really, really understand how important it is to love each other, to love ourselves, to be compassionate. And when we do that, everything will just flow and be harmonious and work together. So I just wanted to share that quote with you guys. I think it's amazing. It's a good reminder for ourselves to understand that we have to stay in line with giving ourselves the things that we need in order to move and to function in this world because it's, it's a tough world out there. So the last thing you could do is keep away from yourself something that's necessary. So guys, we're going to get into the topic of this week, which is titled Forgive Yourself and Move On. But first, we'll allow a quick word from our sponsor and we will be right back. Okay, welcome back, folks. And let's get right into this week's topic, Forgive Yourself and Move On. So I wanted to talk about this theme of forgiveness because... When it comes to procrastination, consistency, you can either have your highs or your lows. Your highs just being in these moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so amazing. I accomplished everything that I set myself out to do. And I really, really got to give it to myself because my consistency has been on point every week, every month, whatever it is that you know you gave your timeline. But then those lows sometimes can exist too. Those are the moments where life happens, you're, you know, you're, you might not be feeling the best about yourself. You might not be even in a good space of health. There's so many different things that can contribute to not feeling satisfied with what you're doing. And what creeps in is... The feelings we feel when we procrastinate and when we lose sight of that consistency. And those feelings are usually filled with guilt. Um, we feel like we've, you know, let ourselves down. We feel ashamed because we may have hyped up this situation to others and to, you know, accountability partners. So we feel ashamed that we've kind of not only let ourselves down, but let them down. And sometimes we even create distractions or we act like this thing that we're supposed to be doing doesn't even exist. And we kind of just brush it under the rug and we're like, mm, I don't have time for that right now. I'm going to move on to something else. And what happens is that we open up doors 
when we do these things to create lies that we tell ourselves about our own abilities. We start saying to ourselves, mm, maybe that wasn't really my purpose. Maybe I just jumped and, you know, just acted on impulse and this isn't really what I'm supposed to be doing. And what we end up finding ourselves in, the reason why we kind of pull ourselves in this guilt and this shame and creating these distractions is that we begin to link our productivity to our self-worth. And we have to not do that. Your productivity should never be an indication of your self-worth and what you're worthy of doing. Because procrastination is a sometimes can be a seasonal thing. It can be temporary. It can last for a while because we're allowing it to last for as long as we decide to tie in our productivity with our self-worth. So the question that we want to ask ourselves when it comes to this plight of forgiving yourself and moving on is how do we pick ourselves up from this season? Because again, it's a season. It's not it's never a permanent place in your life. You go through the highs, you go through the lows, and you need to figure out how to pick yourself up from that season, okay? So the first thing you have to understand is what's forgiveness? What does it mean to forgive? And the act of, or the word in an essence of forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone, even yourself, for an offense, flaw, or mistake. So again, it's a feeling. It's a feeling that you have towards a specific offense. And again, that's temperamental. Because an offense isn't permanent. A flaw isn't permanent. You can fix a flaw. And a mistake isn't permanent permanent. You can change the outlook on things that you've done. So that's the first thing that we have to understand is that forgiveness is not always going to combat a place of permanence. Because if we think of it that way, then we start to think, well, I don't want to forgive that person or I don't want to forgive myself for these things because this is who I am. No. You're forgiving others because of a thing, a specific action that took place that doesn't hold permanence, that can change. And that's why you can't tie in these mistakes with your self-worth, okay? So the first step in building forgiveness and being able to move on and move forward is to figure out and maybe even rediscover what is your why? What is the reason that you were doing what it is that you were doing when you were in a space of procrastination or consistency? So just to kind of make this, you know, to kind of illustrate this in a, in a real sense, I'll say, let's say I'm a... I don't know. I, I decided that I wanted to write a novel. Okay. And I'm just kind of, you know, improv, I'm using some improvisation here. I, my whole project was I want to write a novel. We, well, why? 
Why do you want to write a novel? Everyone can say, I want to do this, I want to do that, but you will always have a reason as to why you want to write a novel. Now, for some people, they might say, well, I want to write this novel because I want to share information with my, you know, with my children. I want to pass on a legacy of knowledge to my children. Some people may not, it might not be that deep. Some people might say, hey, I have some information that I want to share and I know that I can make a profit off of this. I mean, come on, let's be realistic. (laughs) You know, there's so many different whys that every person will have as to, you know, the real foundation of why it is that they're doing a particular thing. So for this instance, we're going to use the um, the ladder and say, I have a lot of information and I know that I can I can be profitable about this. Well, why do you need to be profitable? Well, I have a mortgage that I need to pay. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. The reason that you're writing this novel is because you're struggling paying your mortgage and you need to create a financial outlet to be able to consistently pay that mortgage. That is the ultimate why. So even sometimes when people say what their why is, you have to dig deeper and you have to dig and dig and dig until you come to where the pain is. What is really the reason that you need to to sit down every day and write 2000 words a day and stay consistent is because if you don't, you're going to lose your home. So That's what I mean when I say, what is your why? You have to dig deep. You can't be surface. You can't say, well, I'm writing this because I want to carry down a legacy to your children. Well, why do you want to carry a legacy to my children? Because I want them to understand that these specific steps are going to allow them to be successful in life. Why do you want them to be successful in life? Because I don't want them to make the mistakes that I made. Boom. Pain. So that's just an understanding of the first step, which is really uncovering what is your why. So when you've discovered what your why is, the next thing is to stop is to move beyond comparisons. What I mean by that is when you move beyond comparisons, don't create measurements based on your last mistake. You have to focus on your why. So what I mean by that is, let's say, let's go back to our our example. I need to, you know, pay my mortgage. And the last time that I set myself up for a plan, I failed. You know, I told myself that I would start an MLM business to sell, um, I don't know, Avon. Shout out to all my Avon representatives out there, by the way. (laughs) So let's say the last time I set myself out to figure out a way how to pay my mortgage, I decided to invest a couple hundred dollars and start my career as an Avon representative. And I failed and it sucked and I didn't have time to promote as much as I would and people weren't even really interested in buying my products and I felt like a failure and I just I just gave up okay so now you have this book you have a new opportunity you have a new opportunity to make a way to satisfy and to ease that pain 
the last thing that you need to do is to look back at that situation and compare it to what you're doing now. And the reason why I say this is because that is what happens to a lot of us. We start feeling discouraged in our right now agenda and we start to look at the last thing that we failed on and we create this reality that this is an essence of who I am. This is my self-worth. The reason why I continue to fail in these areas is because I'm just not good enough for this. I'm not made for this. And I, I just need to, I don't know, I want to give up. We're not forgiving ourselves. We're not truly looking at what we're doing in this moment and measure it based on our why and keep focused on our why and say, you know what, let's forget about the last mistake and let's refocus and see where does my emotion start to trigger when I think of losing my house? And is it enough to push me towards sitting my behind down around that desk and getting those words on that paper and making attempts to not make the same mistakes that I made the last time? Because again, I'm not fighting with a permanent situation. I'm fighting with a season. I have my moments where I wake up and I feel energized and excited to write and I might exceed the 2,000 words and I might do 4,000 one day. But I acknowledge that I may have those days where I'm not as enthusiastic about this. And instead of me thinking about my last mistake, I need to refocus and think about my why. So that's the second we need to move beyond comparisons. And lastly, the third one may not seem as like trivial or it may actually seem a little bit, it, it, it's not this thing that leads up to this mountainous epiphany. The third one is really, you need to just take a break. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron because I need not to take a break because I need to work because I'm procrastinating. I'm not sticking with my commitments. But truth be told, you do need to take breaks to reflect. These are times that you can really sit back and thank yourself for the progress that you did. It doesn't matter if you didn't meet a certain expectation that day. Take some time, reflect on your progress, and ask yourself, how have I contributed to my why today? If you can sit down and say that I at least took the time to not avoid it and ignore it, because we talked about that earlier. One of the things that we do when we feel, how we feel when we procrastinate is we start to you know, create distractions or act like those things don't exist anymore because we want to, you know, sweep it under the rug and ignore it. But the fact that you sat down and even thought about your why and even thought about the things that you set out to do means more to your progress than it does to ignore and avoid it. So as much as you might want to say, no, I need to be gung-ho and, you know, I need to just go, go, go. Don't forget to do the most important thing, and that's to reflect. Because your reflection 
is going to be the very thing that allows you to think with a clear mind to slow down because truth be told for creative people and I can say this for myself I have this thing about me that's a blessing and sometimes the way how I look at it I can even look at it as a setback and that is my mind moves super super fast when I tell you my mind feels like it's this freeway of ideas visions memories just like everything is just moving a mile a minute and I owe it to myself to reflect to sit down to be in a quiet place and to just analyze my progress and if I've done something in addition today that means so much more to me than to be in a space of guilt to be in a space of shame to create the distractions, to act like things don't exist, and to create lies about my abilities. So I just wanted to leave that with you guys because this is definitely a very good way to forgive yourself and to be able to move on. You move on when you decide to set and keep your mind and heart on your why to have enough love and compassion for yourself to know that you deserve more. You don't have to earn these things. These are things that you need in order to live harmoniously, to be able to just be productive every day. And if you can apply these three things to those seasons when you feel like you failed and you just really need to get up and go, I'm pretty sure that you'll find yourself in a good place. So guys, with that being said, I just want to thank you again for tuning into yet another episode of E equals MC Paired. And as always, I leave the show with a task for you to remember. Effectiveness equals motivation by creatives paired. Apply the equation and manifest nothing short but amazing. <laughs>